Hi everyone, it's Hannah. I hope you are all thriving out there, regardless of the circumstances. I just wanted to pop in again and thank everyone who has joined my Patreon for Wholehearted. Seriously, I feel so loved. When I was doing the math adding up how much time each episode of Wholehearted takes to create, even I was shocked to discover that it takes roughly 27 hours per episode. And in paying for team members' time, publishing outlets, and transcription software, I actually end up spending a not insignificant amount of money to create each episode. Obviously, I'm not complaining. Once again, no one asked for me to make this show. But having you all contribute to that bottom line makes Wholehearted feel so much more like the communal child that I want it to be. So thank you again, and if you're not signed up yet, it's absolutely not too late. Head over to patreon.com slash wholeheartedpodcast and claim your stickers or your tote bag or your mug and a place in my heart. Not that you don't already have one because you totally do, but this is your um, this is your bonus space in my heart. Okay, now on to the episode. Mermaids have captured the imaginations of humankind for hundreds and hundreds of years, with their long, luscious hair, iridescent tails, and fabled siren song. Known for being highly elusive and mysterious, mermaids are a staple of fantastical stories in the same way that witches, giants, and unicorns are. But they also happen to have been incredibly on-trend in the past few years, even beyond just the standard Disneyfication. Walk into any Target in America and you'll see a million holographic cups emblazoned with mermaid wishes or mermazing. Walk into any makeup store and you'll see brands' special mermaid-themed lines. The general public has really been experiencing a mermaid craze. But beyond just your everyday observations in Target, there's a whole world of merpeople out there on the internet that dedicate their time and hearts to mermaiding every single day. Whether it's through incredibly detailed cosplay, working as a professional mermaid entertainer, or one of the many other paths into the mer world, mermaids are not just a trend to diehards. They are a way of life. I've always found this subculture to be super intriguing as someone aesthetically very attracted to mermaids and as someone who obviously loved Ariel as a child. Plus, probably unsurprisingly, I just think that deep commitment to unusual hobbies is a beautiful thing. That's why I am so excited to tell you that today we're going to be talking with a real life mermaid known as Mermaid Aziza. Well, at least on Instagram. But she is just as magical as you'd imagine, and I cannot wait for you to hear all about her enchanting life. Welcome to Wholehearted, where we feel things all the way. Here we share stories of full-bodied commitment to the people, places, things, and ideas we believe in for better or for worse. I'm your host, Hannah Ray Leach. I met 
Mermaid Aziza on Instagram, username at mermaid underscore Aziza. And she is stunning. In one of my favorite images of her, she's sitting out on a big rock, camera at profile angle, with her turquoise tail laid out in front of her, long black braids cascading over her shoulder. Electric blue butterflies flutter about her open palm. It's the sort of photo that brings out the excited five-year-old in anyone. I was so excited to get to talk with her, and she was just as friendly as I hoped she'd be. My name is Danielle Houston. I am 24 years old. I work my normal like adult job, like super acceptable societal job is that Mm -hmm. I work in Mecklenburg County Board of Elections. And then besides that, I'm also a professional dancer. I'm an actress. I'm a singer. Um, and then I'm a mermaid, too. What a time to work in voter registration. Exactly. Also. <laughs> I know, I've been screaming at people to register for vote for like six months now. When she mentioned she was also 24, I asked when her birthday was. So are you a Leo, too? I am most definitely a Leo. Oh, my God. I am a okay. raging Leo. Wait, this is so good to know. <laughs> Yeah, because I am the same way. Yes. Okay. I love this. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, please take it again. I just got too excited about that answer. (laughs) So I knew that the interview was going to go exceptionally well. The first thing I wondered was, I mean, everyone loves mermaids when they're little, right? It's a classic staple of childhood. So when did Danielle realize that this might be more for her than it was for your typical Little Mermaid-obsessed child? Everybody's like, oh, like they like mermaids growing up. And so I did the, what is the show? H2O, Just Add Water. I was like, oh my goodness, I am one of them. (laughs) This is me. This is who I am. I'm just not getting wet so that people won't freak out and use me as a science experiment. (laughs) But then after high school, I feel like that's when I really noticed that I was like, is this an obsession? Like, is this getting weird? Mm. And I was like, why do I like mermaids so much? And then I was like, oh, people do this? Oh, what? This is just a side question, but like, do you also love the movie Aquamarine? I <laughs> definitely love the movie Aquamarine. Like, if you, I don't understand how people don't. Like, I, I just want to know. I mean, like, I agree. <laughs> right. I'm just like, if you don't, like, can you just, can you talk to me and tell me why? If you don't know what we're talking about here, I am frankly shocked that you're listening to Wholehearted, but Aquamarine is a coming-of-age, mermaid-themed tween movie with JoJo in it. What more could you possibly want? But anyways, with my need to mention Aquamarine out of the way, Danielle and I got back on track. It was like, because so before I was like, okay, mermaids are really cool. It was kind of like princesses. So like, it's like, oh, okay, like everybody wants to be a princess. We all know that. But then after high school, I was like, no, I actually want to put on a mermaid tail and swim. Like this, this is serious. Uh Like I have urges to swim as a mermaid and like have a fin (laughs) and scales. I had urges. I was like, "Mm, we should address this. I wanted to know more about the little girl that Danielle once was. The one that first dreamed of being a mermaid. So I grew up in Troutman, North Carolina. Woo, let's talk about it. Let's talk. There's probably seven stoplights, a cow, a goat, a Lowe's, and a subway. And that's Troutman. I lived in the same house my whole life. I remember my mom told me that when I was two, she took me to the library for like story time. And the lady was like, okay, everybody, let's stand up. And like everybody stood up except for this one little boy that was sitting beside me. And my mom said she was horrified. I turned around to this little boy and was like, she said, stand up. Like as a two-year-old, she was like, I can never show my face here again. My mom was like, you said what was on your mind at two years old. And Mm -hmm. that was, that was it from there. 
So imaginative, outspoken, charismatic from a young age, not too surprising. But Danielle did take some interesting twists and turns on her way to becoming a mermaid. Like many of us, she wasn't all that sure what she wanted to be when she grew up. When I was in high school, I was like, there's no way I'm going to college for theater. Like, who does that? What? Mm -hmm. (laughs) No. And then I had this thing where I was like, I'm going to Chapel Hill for pharmacy. Here's why. I said I wanted to be a pharmacist because I liked the way the pills sounded in the bottle when you shake them. (laughs) And they were like, we're done. No, like, you're not doing that. And I was like, you're right. I'm not doing 10 years of school for that. You're right. Right. And then I was like, okay, marine biology. Let's do it. And then I woke up one day and was like, not this time. Uh-huh. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just do theater. Like, I know that that's what I want to do. Let me just do it. Let's stop avoiding it. And so I did it. Danielle left Troutman and went off to UNC Wilmington to study theater, where she excelled in her department, starring in numerous productions and having the time of her life up till that point. But once she graduated, the path forward wasn't crystal clear until one day when she stumbled into a tail making company online. So Finfolk Productions, it's a company that makes mermaid tails. I'm actually an ambassador for them and really good friends with the owners. They actually make the mermaid tails. And I like found them first and like got to know them. And then I was like, wait a minute, you're making mermaid tails for people. That means people are buying these. That means a lot of people are buying these. What are these people doing? How many tails do you have? I have currently five and I'm working on a six. So my sixth one is the five that I have now are fabric. So they're like neoprene Mm -hmm. and then the one I'm working on now is actually going to be a silicone. So that's like the top of the top, you know, everybody right. wants a silicone one, but they're like, they're very expensive, but yeah. they're wonderful and they look so real. And it just, it's just so magical. It is really magical to see somebody swim in a silicone mermaid tail. After she befriended the people in charge at Finfolk, Danielle befriended Mermaid Shannon, a veteran of Charlotte's mermaid scene. She gave Danielle an opportunity that would change the course of her mer career. At one point, she was like, oh, like, do you want to fill in for a birthday party with me or for me? Because she had to go out of town or something. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely do that. And then I was like, oh, people pay for this. Oh, people pay. Oh, like they, they pay money for this. I was like, okay. And then I found the Renaissance Fair. They recently, uh, maybe within the last few years, added mermaids to the Renaissance Fair. There was a group that had a traveling tank. What? Right. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. It was like this huge like fishbowl and like some mermaids would swim in it and then others would sit on this like beautiful clamshell throne and would like take pictures with people. And this was at the Renaissance Fair. So I was like on the throne and I was like, this is a whole community of people. It was like cosplay, right. but for fish in like actual swimming. And I was like, this is so cool. Events like Renaissance fairs are now a staple of any mermaid's career, especially Danielle's. I asked her to explain what it's like to work at a Renaissance fair. I've never been to one, but I've seen them in movies and on TV. I knew about the jousting and the turkey legs, but nothing about what a working day for a mermaid at the fair would actually look like. Working at a Renaissance fair, it's like everything naturally just becomes way more obnoxious. Um, (laughs) Okay. Like we get there super early and like you leave super late. Um, And actually some people, a lot of the performers will actually have like mobile homes that they have like hooked up to their trucks and will like travel and stay there. Because that's like, if that's their job, they're Mm -hmm. there like, what, every weekend for two months? Right. So some people are actually like staying there. Um, And so for me... Ours is in, what, October, November. So, like, sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's not. 
but it's it's rough having to put on like a clamshell bra in 40 degree weather and be like hey i'm smiling i'm happy and it's freezing we're not indoors so like we're in this like outdoor like kind of tent and then they usually will try to keep it to where there's throne mermaids so there's mermaids that just sit on the throne and then there's mermaids that just swim that way you're not like crossing and like there's not mermaids coming out of the tank that have to go to the throne who's like hair is super wet and like their eyes right. are bloodshot because they're like underwater <laughs> for 30 minutes yeah. but like just just bless them we're gonna save you that hardship yeah, um, yeah, yeah. because it's a lot but then sometimes it's hot just in the past couple of years it's like it's been cold sometimes in october and it's been hot so like sometimes mm-hmm. it's you're sweating on the throne and then sometimes you're freezing Usually, though, the water is heated, so it's you're not, like, freezing in there. But then, like, getting right. out, it gets rough. It gets really rough. It's, it's a lot of fun, but it is a lot of work, and it's very tiring. Renaissance fairs are definitely some of the more physically grueling work that mermaid entertainers can book. They honestly sound like a feat of endurance to me. But physical discipline is definitely a major part of being a working mermaid. Danielle even told me that theme parks like Disney World and Wikiwachi Springs have stricter rules than the Renaissance fairs. More narrow size specifications for shared costumes were one significant rule that came up. But that work is a bit harder to come by. It's much more common for mermaids to get booked for parties, and not just for kids. You would be surprised at how many adults really want a mermaid at like an adult event. Like corporate events are like, oh yeah, mermaids. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. I actually got hired to do an apartment opening and they were like, oh, we just like, just sit in the pool and like, we'll bring you popsicles and stuff. I was like, oh, that's fine. The most prestigious mermaid gigs though, take place at big institutions like aquariums. Aquarium work is a little trickier because there are certifications you need just so you're like not endangering the animals, you know, you're not drowning, you know, and that's kind of like, A lot of us in the mermaid community view aquarium work as like, that's like the thing that most people achieve, like aspire to is like, oh, I want to work in an aquarium. As I was chatting with Danielle, tons of questions were popping into my brain. When you really think about it, there are so many important details that go into working a job like this. What percentage of stuff that mermaid entertainers get booked for would you say is like dry versus wet? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I had I, I had to explain to somebody like, what is a wet event and what is a dry event? So I just guessed that that's what it's called. So yes. I'm proud that I was right. You were definitely right. And like, that's, cool. that is jargon. Like that is mermaid yes. lingo right there. Good. You, you got glad. this. So most of it, I would say, I usually do both at mine. Like my birthday parties, I'm like, I'm outside of the water for a little bit and I'm like reading or I'm like doing face painting or something or like doing little makeovers. But then I actually will get in the water and like swim with them. You know, kids love that. Like if you just get in the pool and just like play games with them. Sometimes people do just hire mermaids to like take pictures, but usually there is a water element in it because like that's, that would be the reason why I would hire a mermaid if I'm like, oh, it's a pool party. So I would assume most events probably have like half, probably 50-50. This is like a stupid question, but if you're at an event where it's half and half, how do you get from sitting to the pool? Oh, yes. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes we will actually get in our tails by the pool and like we'll have everybody like leave or do it at a time where everybody's like inside if we're outdoors. Mm -hmm. 
Um, or if you're like me, I will get dressed in the bathroom and then I will have someone pick me up and carry me like royalty and sit nice. me down in the pool. That is what I do sometimes. Or they'll like, I mean, put me in a wagon. Should do. Right. I'm like, listen, this is a mermaid here. This right. is, you know, you can pick me up. This is glamorous. Right. <laughs> right. Or I'm just like, put me, or I did get put in a wagon one time and they wheeled me out and I was like, that's cute too. <laughs> There's usually somebody like an assistant that's mm-hmm. there to be like, hey, do we have any strong men to like pick up this wonderful mermaid? But I guess it's a thing you should think about in advance, probably. <laughs> logistics. Let me just tell you. Logistics. Seems like that'd be a major part of it. it. It is. It is. And that's why most of the time I'm just like, just put me by the pool. Actually, now that I'm starting to think about it, I'm like, I probably should just do it by the pool. Because that's, right. that's a lot less work. But then you do have to like, you don't want to ruin the magic after the parties get done. So then it's right. like you actually do have to have somebody carry you to a different location so the kids aren't like oh hey you have legs and you lied to me (laughs) no of course there are a lot of things that can go wrong at a party or event when you're working as a mermaid i asked danielle if she's ever had any particularly bizarre experiences while in her mermaid form we call them merverts oh no yes they have been labeled as merverts Mervert situations are usually like harassing, stalking, or just just generally just making people uncomfortable. And it's like that's not necessary. We're all here just to have fun, right? Um, but there's always somebody that's that's just not going to comply with the rules and just is going to do their own thing. I've had some like Nerf guns shot at my head, ooh. or like, oh, are you a real fish? Let me try to descale you. And I was like, oh, okay, what? it's. <laughs> Children get wild, and we know mm-hmm. this. They do. They get, And bless their souls, they're just curious. Right, right, definitely. But yeah, it's a lot. It can be a lot sometimes. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, we want you to hold your breath underwater for forever because you're a fish. And I'm like, here's the issue of that. I actually am half human. <laughs> so at some right. point, we do need oxygen. You know, the mammal thing, you know, we, we, we need air, okay? <laughs> Can't stay down there forever. You can definitely see where a background in acting and improvisation may come in handy doing a job like Danielle's. Being a mermaid at a kid's party is like being a glamorous babysitter. And with limited mobility. Even if she's disrespected at the occasional gig, though, I wondered if everyone in Danielle's other life is supportive of her mermaid life. For example, do her peers at the Board of Elections know about her fabulous other job? Yes, people at my day job definitely know that I'm a mermaid. And like sometimes they'll ask about it. They're like, oh, did you like do any mermaid stuff? Or like, I think my boss actually asked me, he was like, oh, I heard about the uh, Renaissance Fair, like being canceled this year. Like, oh, are you going to do anything else instead? I was getting my scuba certification. And he actually gave me time off so that I could do that because he like knew that Aww. I, yeah, I know. So nice. That's so nice. He gave me like two weeks off. I was like, thank you. That's a long time. It was a very long time. If you look up mermaid entertainers and cosplayers on Instagram, you will notice one pattern immediately. The vast majority of people in this community are white. I asked Danielle how her blackness has informed her experience in the fantasy entertainment space. I knew what I was getting into, but I also know that like, I didn't want to just complain about change. I was like, okay, so I can complain about this and like I can moan and groan, but then Mm -hmm. I can also be the person that starts to initiate that change. And so for me, that was a big thing. I was like, okay, be the change you want to see, be the change you want to see. Like trying to promote diversity specifically in like fantasy entertainment. 
like making the connections that I made was so important to me. So I was like, okay, let me go to the people who are at the top and let me get in with those people and then try to make a difference from there. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's, it's so much easier to make a change when you're with people who already have a really big influence. Right. And so that's why I'm like super grateful to know the people that I do know, because a lot of those famous mermaids I like actually have met before and like have connections with and like have friendships with. And I was like, this is good. And then you can start working together or right. even just being an ambassador for Finfolk. I'm like, this is, this is good for them and also good for me and also good for just the public because like it's good to challenge perceptions challenge notions we need to start exposing people to alternate realities and i'm like this is real everybody deserves to have themselves represented like you deserve to see yourself in media especially in fantasy entertainment like it's such a it's such a specific area where i was like let me just zero in on this because it's like it's an area that has a need and i think people are starting to like recognize that now and are, are really starting to make a difference so i was like let me be a part of that difference and one piece of danielle's quest to be a part of that difference is particularly exciting she has a big project in the works starting her very own swim school her excitement about it is totally contagious. I want to get like people of color excited about swimming and to get people into scuba diving and ocean conservation. I'm actually going back to school for marine science. It took me yes. forever. Yes, I know. <laughs> That's so cool. I was like, full circle, we're going back. So <laughs> I want to be able to create my own, essentially like a swim school where yeah. I'm just, I'm like educating people. It's like, okay, scuba diving is great scuba diving, swimming, mermaids are great. Here's why you should care about the ocean. And so I'm right now I'm trying to raise money so I can have the necessary certifications like to be able to teach and to get safety lessons and to be able to like not put people in danger when they're in water (laughs) around me. I was like, that's a huge liability. (laughs) Right, 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 right. And I really feel very strongly about children. I want to reach a new group of people and I want to get people to understand that it's like, you can swim and like you can get excited about things that don't seem like they're things that you should be doing. Danielle is currently raising money to get all of the appropriate certifications to start a swim school on GoFundMe right now. The link to donate is in the show notes. There's a lot to love about being a mermaid. The swimming, the glamorous outfit, the adoration of children, being carried around by men, the overall fantasy of the whole thing. But even with so many fabulous elements to the job, I knew that Danielle would have to have a favorite. So I asked her what it is. Underwater performance, that's what I like. Cause Mm -hmm. I like like the pictures and I like being able to interact, but it's just, it's something about being in water that is just very, it's very peaceful. And Mm -hmm. there's something about swimming, like swimming by itself is fun. But when you swim as a mermaid, it's like, like you're you get to be a creature of the ocean like because i know for Mm -hmm. me like being in water is like a spiritual experience partially about the ideal of mermaids and like how they're seen as like these graceful like majestic beautiful creatures and then like me connecting with my like womanhood and my femininity through a mermaid in the water it's like it's kind of spiritual but then it's also it's just me being able to be in touch with my like feminine side 
think about being in the womb like when you before you were born and like you were just being surrounded by water and like how safe that felt it was like i am safe this is probably the safest place i can be right now it's like in the womb surrounded by liquid when i started swimming i was like i am in the womb surrounded by liquid like that's super weird i know that that's super weird but i was like this is like kind of spiritual Hey, I'm a woman, I'm like soft, I'm tender, I'm caring, I'm loving. Mermaids come in different shapes and sizes. They look different. Some of us are outgoing, some of us are introverted, but like we're all these wonderful creatures and like let's share this this body of water together and like let's just be in tune with ourselves. I think that's what it is. Danielle clearly has an enormous heart and an imagination to match. I knew that her wholehearted belief was going to be good. What do I wholeheartedly believe in? I think that if you have a dream, it is so easy to discount yourself. It is so easy to talk yourself out of something. There are a million reasons why you shouldn't do anything. I think that if you have something that you really want to do, even if it seems like super difficult, literally just try to do it, like initiate the process of doing it. I wholeheartedly believe in the power of just doing something and just believing that you can do it, like without doubting it. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. Like, it's going to get done and it doesn't matter how I'm going to do it. It's going to get done. Danielle, also known as Mermaid Aziza, really does have a certain magic about her. From her genuinely positive outlook on life and the enthusiasm and flair that she brings to her work to her gorgeous and fantastical mermaid form. She, of course, wants to have fun and feel glamorous, but she also has a much bigger vision, a vision that incorporates accessibility, representation, inner peace, and, as she said, alternate realities for the future, ideas that I think we're all really desperate for. A positive vision of the future feels so improbable right now, And it seems to become less and less probable every day. But in knowing that people like Danielle are out there dreaming big and having fun, there's just a bit more joy, a bit more pleasure, a bit more curiosity in the world, and just a bit more hope that things will turn out for the better. This episode of Wholehearted was written, hosted, produced, and engineered by me, Hannah Ray Leach. If you want to follow Danielle on Instagram, which I obviously highly recommend, her username is at mermaid underscore Aziza. There you'll find a link to donate to her crowdfunding campaign for her swim school. She is truly incredible, and I encourage you to donate. As always, the Wholehearted team are the best people in the world. This episode was mixed by Sean Rule Hoffman and story edits were provided by Isabel Robertson. Wholehearted's theme music and episode music is made by Josh Perlman Hall and our show artwork is by Ayanna Chustin. You can keep up with the show on Instagram at Wholehearted Podcast and you can read a transcript for this week's episode and access all of our previous episodes at wholeheartedpodcast.com. If you love the show and want to help support its existence, head over to patreon.com slash wholeheartedpodcast and join the club. I have so much fun creating bonus content for my patrons and mailing them stickers and glitter and things of that nature. Again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're all staying healthy and relatively happy out there. And I will see you next time. Bye.